the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 26 of the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast. We hope you are well. For those of you who don't know, my name is Jessica and I'm joined by Craig and Andy and we like to discuss all things gaming related. In store this week we have our gaming movie night review of the one and only Hitman. Lots of gaming news including a Ghost of Tsushima minigame perhaps? More delays, a blast from the past movie Space Jam in a new game format. Does this mean we can watch Space Jam soon? Soon. Okay. We can watch the new Space Jam. Okay, good. Please make sure you're subscribed so you do not miss an episode. And if you're enjoying our weekly episodes, then go and leave a review. You know you want to. Plus, we appreciate the support. What's been happening this week? How are we? <laughs> I love how we said that wasn't going to come in as soon as we started recording. That's wow. the drug van, folks. Photobombed by a fucking ice cream <laughs> slash drug van. Go get us a bag of smack for the Jesus drug van. Christ. It never usually comes by the house. It's usually just you hear it in the like the distance. Uh, but it sounds like it's right so outside. The drugs are right outside your house. <laughs> Ice cream is needed. It's been a very hot week so far. Oh, I bet so you bad. 10 quid if I go out there right now he doesn't have an ice cream in sight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that guy's ever had an ice cream in that van. Do you think he's got any like, a 1p mix-up bags or anything? Oh, I think he's got bags. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's got bags. Look, it's... You're trying to like suggest we live in a dodgy area that has this sort of stuff going on, Craig. I think he's just a genuine ice cream man. We don't live in a dodgy area, but the fact is that, granted, it's a sunny day today, but mm-hmm. in general, he doesn't turn up on sunny days. He turns up in the middle of winter <laughs> yeah. at nine o'clock at night on a Saturday. An ice cream man. And then toots his wee melody. It's not discreet. People get like juice and things though as well. Do Don't they? get me wrong. They... I'm not saying there is a there is a chance. Remember when we were wee, and you used to get vans like that. They would go about and they would sell like individual cigarettes. Yep. Yeah. Do you remember yeah, that? Mom, like, like my mum and dad smoked back in the day, so they would send me to go and get a go and get me a fag. Get me two fags. Yeah. And a like, packet of Raja. It, it could easily be something like that, and the guy's yeah. just making an incredible markup. Yeah. He can obviously hear us right now as well. Yeah. <laughs> He's right outside the window going, fuck, they're on to me. <laughs> I've like, sort of Father Ted when the, uh, the other priests from Rugged Island are like listening in on their football tactics. And then they're like, He's on to us, run! <laughs> I don't remember that. Well, fucking should, because it's classic. <laughs> oh dear. Well done, England. Well done, England. Yeah, we better well get done, England. We'll get the, the Euros chat out the way first. England had well a very good done. 2-0 win today without playing particularly well. Good. How boring are footballers? See when they get the the post-match interviews and they're just they're always the same, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. At the beginning of the day, at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I was thinking? It's interesting how, like since football first started don't exactly know when that was but like of of my watching of football years like technology has kind of progressed the game quite a bit so we've now got like goal line technology we've yep. got VAR mm-hmm. players will wear their vests to get all their stats and stuff like that but one thing that has not changed is the referee whistle mm. what are you looking for? well I don't know 
what's better than a whistle? What's, I, don't, I, don't <laughs> what I don't know what you're I wanting there. It does the job, so they've not really it updated does, it. I suppose. Whereas but I don't know, I just feel like they would have maybe like a button conjured up something more. Something a bit more fancy. Yeah. Do you know what they used to use before whistles? That wouldn't to know. Is no. it something bad? No. Why right. would it be bad? I don't know, just the way you looked at me there. They used to use handkerchiefs. And like wave it. Wave them, yeah. It's a bit girly. You can like just imagine them like. That's a foul. That's a foul, and I surrender. That's a foul. But yeah, just yeah, I don't know. Just although it's, it, we're saying you're, you're talking there about uh, players like after the game being like subdued and stuff like that. Mm. But do you remember after Chelsea won the Champions League and it was Kai Havertz who was in the losing end today and he swore. No, remember, I, like after we were sitting watching the Champions League oh, final, yeah. after Jess had stopped paying attention and they were right. interviewing Havertz and he just he said something like. Uh, he was trying to keep his patience by the I don't fucking care. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, what? And I had to rewind it, and he, he did. He swore like twice on TV because he was just so excited, just yeah. a young boy that had won the Champions League. Ah, no wonder. Ah, I, I think sometimes they put these people under duress, like to act, like some maybe somebody's just lost a game and they've lost it because the referee fucked them. Aye. And then you shove a microphone in their face. And then they, they swear, and then the, the interviewers get the cheek to go, oh, you can't get the fuck. The guy's nah. just lost a game, and it could be one up like a massive game. And you're shoving a microphone in his face, asking how he feels. How do you think he feels? No. Not and very see, good. Especially if you've been done over by a refereeing decision, because right. if you open your mouth, you get a suspension. Mm. But I would just go to town. I would earn that right. suspension. The referees, once again, cost you a point here. How do you feel? Ah, oh, fucking great. You know what I mean? Uh, going to get my dinner tonight. Uh, Sunday roast. Great. <laughs> feel great. What the, why ask stupid questions? That's, that's what I hate about it. It's always the same questions Aye. and it's just repetitive. And the players, like, you don't get players like Gaza anymore. Gaza Aye. was so much fun. You, you got all the pre-prepared answers Aye. and you're like, well, what's so the point in this? Because you've been coached to say this. It's, that's the thing they do. They Aye. go through media training. Yeah. To, to basically sound like a professional footballer but mm-hmm. because they do that there's no personality in any of them but that's the thing that's why usually there's only there's certain players that you'll see they'll speak to the media more than others because it's the ones that good have the better, aye, the better media mm-hmm. training yeah. they'll, they'll trot out there mm-hmm. but as far as the football goes like England were not particularly good today but they never looked like losing that game mm-hmm. and this is the mark of a team that wins a tournament yeah. that doesn't play particularly well grinds out results they haven't conceded a goal They've basically got a bye in the next round because Sweden or the Ukraine, who are playing just now, are their next opponents and they're no great shakes. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you're looking at probably Denmark without their best player. And then it's a one-off game in the final against, what, Spain, Belgium. I th- I'm hoping Italy. Belgium will go all the way. Uh, That's who I want to Spain, win. Spain, Belgium or Italy, which are, on a one-off game, England have got a 50-50 chance against. Yeah. And we will never hear the fucking end of it. Oh, I know. Can we just take a moment to bring up the Queen as well? The Queen? Because, yeah, so she is on a little Scotland visit. This is the first oh, time right. she's, she's This is the first time she's been north of the border since uh, the death of Duke of Edinburgh. And right. she went on a tour of the AG Bar factory in Cumbernauld, which is where they make Iron Brew. Oh. She was in- Did you not see this? She was introduced to no. Scotland's other national drink, that is Iron Brew. But did she try it? No, she didn't. Don't even try it. Didn't even have a sip. William, he was writing about it. You, I claiming he could taste the girders. <laughs> watching the news. <laughs> watching the news and Queenie's strutting about. Just looking at wow. him. Like, 
mm. hovering about at one mile an hour. One does not partake in carbonated drinks. <laughs> the absolute state of her. The state of all of them. I know. <laughs> see, before we move off of football together, did you see yesterday, Monday, goal Monday, mm-hmm. there was, what, five, six, eight... 15 goals. Clap. No, sorry, 14 goals scored. Clap for that addition yep. right there. That was some good counting, Craig. Thanks well done. 14, 14 goals <laughs> in wow. two games. And in both games, the underdog went one up, mm. then went 3-1 down, then brought it back to three each and got to extra time. Mm. Right. Spain, they scored two goals in 1-5-3. France went out in penalties. So, yeah, I got a message from one of my friends on Twitter who posted a screenshot of a guy who had put a be- a double on both games to end 3-3. Three, three. £4 on, £68,644 back. Oofed. And what had happened was, so they, they've got like a betting thread, and some guy had posted this, he'd saw it online, and he'd mm. posted it, been like, oh, look what I've put on. Mm-hmm. But then, this was before the, the second game ended 3-3. Three, three. Mm-hmm. So by the time the second game en- ended 3-3, three, three, everyone in the group chat's going, oh my God, mate, that's amazing, can I get a tenner? Oh, you're going to pay off your mortgage, what are you going to do? So the guy had to admit, right, okay, I sort of stole the picture, it wasn't actually, <laughs> it wasn't actually mine. But then uh, one of the guys knows someone that works for the betting establishment mm-hmm. and they checked the guy cashed out at £5,000 so once the bet got to good. five grand, mm. he cashed out wouldn't you though yes yeah. oh in a heartbeat like, yeah. and you would be sitting there thinking I've just made five grand exactly. how sick would you have felt mm. at full time though mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know I'm I'm quite a positive person I've just made five grand yeah. I'd be happy I'd made five grand but yeah. I wouldn't be able to let go of the fact so easily that I'd lost 63 yeah. grand. You, would, you wouldn't have dwell on it too long because it's done and dusted. And the thing is, like, you, what was that, a tenner? Put £4 on. £4 and you, you've changed it into £5 grand. I know, but just the, good thought, day. just the thought that it could have been 68. Oh, I, 100%. But I the, the thing is, that. what fucking maniac puts a bet on two games in a row to end 3-3? Yeah, that was quite Especially stretch. France and Switzerland, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's not surprising the odds were 68 to whoever it was. Utterly bizarre. That's crazy. And then I went on uh, Facebook this morning, and of course, our friend Scott has got it posted claiming that it's him. <laughs> and folk are falling for it. Oh, God. <laughs> Did you all see the Tour de France? Oh, yeah. No. Is that <laughs> on Did now? you not see it? Not the actual, I'm not talking about watching folk cycle. It's like watching fucking paint dry. Yeah. But there was a crash. No. Did you not see? Oh, you need to look it up. Is it like a pile-up? Oh, mm. of epic proportions. Yeah. The worst crash in Tour de France history. They were coming through a certain bit. I think it was quite near the beginning. Yeah. And some woman has a sign and she sticks it up to try and get it on the camera, but she sticks it up in front of where the guys are going by. Oh, what a and fucking so, idea. I, so it clips one guy oh. who falls and then about... 30 riders all collapse on top of each other. They're driving over each other's faces and they all land in a massive pile-up. There's only about four riders get away scot-free. Mm. There's 21, I'm sure I read, that were injured. Um, but to be fair, one of the people who was in the pile-up went on to win. Yeah, which is so, a fair effort. But yeah. yeah, coming back from that. Aye. 
But the the funniest part was that the when they did the report on it, they said, uh, and yes, the woman is currently on the run. Yeah, she liked it. <laughs> so, it's, so she's obviously stuck this sign out. Everybody's keeled over and she's went, Shit. fuck that. Fuck this. And it's, the, see behind where she is, it's a field. So she's clearly just like binned the sign and went, I'm fucking out of here. And she's what? just pegged it across the field and that's what they said that was later that night and they were like yeah she's still at large no. like, still at large she's, she was facing up to a year in the jail no, God. are you for real facing jail time they said they're facing up to a year in the jail I mean she'll probably end up getting off for a first offence unless she unless she's crashed uh, into swimmers in the past or something like that I, I don't I just, know I just maybe she's watched a, it maybe what she's a fucking a, idiot I know, maybe she's a serial offender and we don't know <laughs> but it just seems like it was mistimed and a bit stupid it just seems as if you're asking for trouble having all these spectators at the side of the road though oh, oh my I... god look at her <laughs> look at her she, her face oh she knows she's fucked up she's not even looking at any of the site oh my god her face she's just got this big fucking grin on her face <laughs> Oh, she, before she before she clips somebody, she's really happy with herself. Yeah, she really is. And then she's she just re- like, "Yay, I'm on the television!" And then bang. Then she realizes the magnitude of how much she's fucked she up. She has fucked up royally. <laughs> and then she runs through a field. I think. I mean, I've not even checked to see if they caught her yet. I assume they have. <laughs> Kim is ironic. She's got a yellow top on, <laughs> so she's like the leader of the gang. Did oh, we? Dear. Did, I meant to look up. What did you look up? What it said. Because obviously it was like in French, the sign. No, I don't no. Know. Mm. I don't know what it said. Mm. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it should have said. Um, we had uh, quite a bit of feedback on uh, Alan the Egg. Oh yeah. From last week. Uh, yeah. Would you like to update us on Alan's current status, Craig? <laughs> He's still a member of the family. <laughs> Because we had quite a busy weekend, mm. so we didn't get time to... He's been neglecting Alan. Well, no, we wanted to go and set him free in the woods, in a little fairy dress. He's been neglecting me, sat in that fucking fridge he's on his toad. I forgot, to, I forgot to introduce you last week as well, so it's just as well he's still here. But the plan is this weekend, <laughs> this weekend, I'm not making excuses, I can let him go, I will let him go. Okay. It'll happen this weekend. Let him go, let him go. <laughs> Goodbye, Alan. Forever. Are you going to crack him? Are you going to crack him open? No. No, you're not going to risk it? I can't be in the same post. You're not going to fucking no. risk it? I'm going to dress him up in a wee fairy outfit and I'm going to leave him there on the fairy trail so that someone else will be like, oh, that's hilarious, and then maybe somebody else will crack him oh, and God. they'll have made the mistake of their life. Oh, God. And then I hope to, a few months from now, see something on the news about some sort of mutation that was caused by an egg in the woods. <laughs> this could be the start of Spider-Man, except Eggman. <laughs> What's Eggman's powers? <laughs> Massive stink appeal or something. <laughs> um... When I was, this has actually happened over the last two days, but obviously we've had some good weather in recent days, and Certainly it have. tends to bring out the not the worst in people, but it tends to bring out <laughs> proper idiots. You know what I mean? You get you seem to see more idiots yeah. about when it's like a nice day. You got all the junkies in the town with their tops off. Yeah. That's granted. That's one o one. So I've had three incidents over the last two days of strange stuff that I've seen. One of them 
I don't, I'm not going to say it was a junkie because I don't think it was, but I was driving through a town today and there was a guy, you know how these like builders usually on a nice day, they'll just wear the high-vis vest on their top, <laughs> like, yeah. which is fair enough, mm-hmm. it's warm, I can attest to the fact, it's very fucking warm, but this guy was standing at a bus stop and as I was driving by, he was taking the high-vis vest off and wrapping it round his face as a mask, because mm. he obviously didn't have a mask, right. so he tied this... <laughs> he tied this high vis vest round his face and tried to. I don't know if the bus driver let him on, but and walked onto the bus, no oh, top on, like, just with a high vis vest round his face. Oh dear! And I was like, I wouldn't have allowed that. Also, the best was, I've seen with a makeshift mask was a gentleman wearing his daughter's cardigan round the face, Jesus. like a baby, you know, <laughs> cardigan. Wow. <laughs> You know what's going to happen? I seen a picture as well. It was really funny. Was just this this guy, and he obviously fell asleep in the sun, so he just had a big imprint of a yeah. face mask. Yeah. And you think that's that? You're right. That's going to happen, even if you're just walking about all day. That wear, must happen quite a lot. And I wear a mask on your face. That, looks, that must look ridiculous. Yeah, it's quite funny. So the second thing I saw. Jess, you might not remember this, and you probably will. Do you remember back at the 98 World Cup, the Brazilian Ronaldo had that ridiculous haircut? After tough, us talking about fringe, hair. After us talking about fringe yeah. cuts, he, all he had was the little like triangle yep. in the front of his head. Yeah. I saw someone with that haircut today. A oh. genuine adult. Not wow. a child, not a teenager, a guy that was in his 30s. Holy shit. With the little tuft. He's going for a throwback. I had no idea. Maybe he's not into the Euros and he's watching the Copa America or something like that and he's <laughs> seen Ronaldo and had a fucking hard-on for him or something. I don't know. But that was bizarre. Mm-hmm. And the third thing was yesterday. Now, we live at a seaside, seaside town. So you get you get some characters, should I say, especially down the beach. What you do not expect is when you're driving through the high street to see two girls walking by and thongs. Oh. Just what the hell? <laughs> and what like wearing just they were, they were wearing a bikini top and like a th- proper like G-string oh, Jesus. thong. And, and they... flip-flops and they were just walking through the town. And were they nice? They were attractive girls, I. Oh, right, okay. But surely it, good it, for them it, but it may <laughs> well that changes everything but see to be fair it does make a change from because it's usually the type of people that you're like ah, yeah, can't get away with that yeah. but regardless it did make me think is that public indecency like I know that obviously if you're down mm. the beach it's probably acceptable but is it acceptable it's walking the, through the high street it's weird isn't it because it's the context that's the thing aye yeah. it's a strange one like down the beach you it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be twice. normal down the beach not where we live Although it's getting more normal, but not through the high street. I no. mean, you, would you not have a pair of shorts that you would put on the high street down the beach? The high street is too much. Yeah. Although it is, it is weird when you talk about context, and the only difference is you're down the beach. I know. That's, That's what, what I mean. Because you can't say there's no, oh, if you walk down the high street, there's kids, but there's kids at the beach. Well, that's the thing. So, I, it's just, it, it made me think that's like an interesting, it's more socially yeah. acceptable because if it was at the beach, but then, and then I sort of thought to myself, like, oh, maybe somebody had stole their clothes for a joke. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because somebody could do that. Like yeah. they're down the beach, they're sunbathing, they turn around, some arseholes ran away with their clothes. Mm. But they were walking towards the beach, mm. so they were yeah. heading to the beach, not heading mm. back. Already, so weird characters all round in mm. Scotland, mm-hmm. <laughs> as yes. usual. You're painting it in a very beautiful light, Craig. 
hey, look, that story I just told there is probably a squad of guys currently in a car <laughs> heading up to the beach. <laughs> Okay, so moving on, the hub of Pure Dead Gaming is of course the puredeadgaming.com website where we post our pre-show polls and where you can find all our podcast episodes including our movie club scores, news, reviews and links to all sorts of stuff. What is new this week, Craig? I have an opinion piece up called Xbox versus PlayStation Current State of Play and it's just a sort of breakdown about where Xbox and PlayStation are at the moment, their strengths, weaknesses and how it's looking going forward. Quite a lot of good feedback towards that and also a lot of people really fucking angry <laughs> as usual. See as soon as you as soon as you pit two companies against each other, hmm. folk take their fucking huff. I had a guy who emailed me and this was his, like, I thought it was quite a balanced article. I said good and bad things about both. The guy emailed me and said, in this article, you've, you've put two pictures of PlayStation games and three pictures of Xbox games. Oh. Just admit you're a fanboy. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> okay, mate. Get in the bin. Oh, dear. Uh, and later this week, we'll have reviews of Mario Golf Super Rush, which I am going to be getting into shortly. And also a game called Scarlet Nexus, which one of our reviewers, K.A. Pedersen, is working his way through at the moment. Cool beans. Okay, so as regular listeners will know, we decided to start a gaming movie club where each week we pick a gaming-inspired movie to all watch and then we will discuss and rate in the form of our unique rating system of Scotch Pies. That goes on a scale from one to five. This week was the 2007 Hitman movie. And I was looking for a blurb of the movie to read out, and in doing so, I found what parents need to know. So that's what I'm going to read instead. Okay. Mm. Okay. So parents need to know that this movie is based on a, a violent video game about a professional assassin. Not surprisingly, includes lots of shooting, fighting, stabbing, falling, blood, and injured or dead bodies. Characters are ruthless and calculating, even the ones who are meant to be, quote, heroes. The movie's damsel in distress is hypersexualized. There are repeated shots of breasts, sometimes mm. naked, legs, back, and pouty mouth. Language includes <laughs> several uses of fuck plus other profanity, explicit cocaine snorting in one scene, plus cigarette smoking and drinking. They should have put that in the box. <laughs> that no. does so better. <laughs> Everything is fine, but they went too far with the cigarette smoking. <laughs> wow. I'm not surprised in 2021 that that's an issue, though. Holy fuck. Yeah. This was actually quite good. I really uh, enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was decent. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I've seen the film... Uh, this must be, like, the fifth or sixth time I've seen it. And every time previously, I've thought that was good, but it was way too action-focused. But when I watched uh. it this time... I don't know, I just, I think I had, like, because obviously we're looking back at these films and trying to make opinions on them, I think I was watching it with a more critical eye, mm -hmm. and I was like, yeah, it, it does have too much action in it, but it was also the right, I, it was the right call. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, that that's, you prefer to play your Hitman games in a much more stealth-based way, whereas yeah. if they did that in the film, uh, if, they if, sat there going, right, what's happening? Yeah. Oh, if they, did, if yeah. they did the film it based on how I action. play the game, yeah. it would be fucking shite. It has shite. to be action. Um, what I liked was all the kind of little, I don't know, callbacks, I suppose, to the game, you know, the different outfit changes, the putting the bodies in the 
like Howdy bins. Um, there was even a scene where he's running through the hotel and there's two kids playing the Hitman uh, game, and that. I was like, that's good, mm-hmm. I like that. Um, I like he's he's. I I don't think Timothy Oliphant was. It wasn't like a perfect casting for this. Mm. It was all right. It was good enough, but I feel as if they could have got somebody better. Mm. It's a hard role to cast, though, I feel. It's, it's a role for somebody needs to show almost no emotion. Aye. Mm. Which so weird one. is easier said than done. Mm. <laughs> and in fact, in that, I did find it strange that, like, I felt... I mean, obviously, he ends up caring for the girl. I can't remember the girl's name, but he ends up caring for her. Nika f- or something. Yeah, that's it. But I felt like it was quite a flip of a switch. Like, up mm. until about maybe three-fifths in, it seemed like he couldn't give a single shit about her. Mm. And then all of a sudden, it was just, mm. now I need to protect you. But then he said he said stuff that didn't fit the ca- Like, if you're used to the games, didn't fit the character. Mm. Like, she was sitting in the car and they had, like, a week and a... It was almost like a week and a fun, jokey moment where he said he looked at her through one eye and said something like... Uh, if you don't shut up, I'll put you back in the boot. Yeah. Or something. And it was like a week and I like nod because he looked at her through one eyes. I have to go, I'm just joking with you. Mm. But that was like so out of character. Yeah. It was strange. Mm. I think mm. these were all concessions that they made to try and make it a more. Yeah, I can see film. totally why they've done it. Yeah, yeah, but it just, it was a bit weird. Um, the budget was 24 million. Hazard a guess to how much it made at the box office? I'm going to say profitable. Well, that 40. doesn't narrow it down. 40. <laughs> 40. No, nowhere near. Well, that gives you an advantage there, Jess. I forgot what the first number was. 24. Uh, 24 million was the budget. Okay. Um, 105. 101.3. Oh, I did better than I thought. Mm-hmm. I did get a sequel, to be fair, although the sequel was eight years later. Yeah... Do you want a couple of wee reviews? I do. There's a few. There's a couple here. So this is um, this is a three-star review. This movie put me to sleep when I was fully alert and uh, awake while watching. The movie was enjoyable. However, something about the movie made me drowsy and nearly fall asleep. <laughs> I was struggling to stay awake. For this reason, I have to give the movie three stars. I cannot explain what about this movie made me sleepy. There was a lot of action... So not sure what happened, but I fell asleep. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure he sent a fair few people to sleep in his time. Thanks for that. Um, there's another one. This is another three-star review. There's a few simple mistakes, like Interpol agents do not carry guns. A few filmmakers make this one. Plus, it takes quite a while to erase everything on a hard drive, and a forensics team can usually retrieve the data anyway. However, and this is... <laughs> this guy need, sounds like a great laugh at parties. You need to know that, obviously, the guy that plays Hitman's name, the actor, is Timothy Oliphant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Timothy Elephant <laughs> played the part well, and it was a good movie. <laughs> Timothy that, Elephant. That has to be an auto-connector, <laughs> and he's just not checked it. Or he's just little for he's Timothy Elephant. <laughs> no, another three-star... All i got to say is, if everybody knows he's the best at what he does, why would you hire the second best to, do the, to be the one to kill him? 
I don't see why Belikov didn't just use the whack assassin to do the assassination in 45, 47 to kill him. Good point, I suppose. If you've got the best guy out there and he's... uh, There's not much you can do to hire a good person, is there, really? What has two butts and kills people? I don't know. An assassin. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) See, see during the film, like, obviously that girl, Nika, she kind of throws herself at him a few times. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, I make a lot of Father Ted references in these podcasts, but all that, like, I was watching it with Castles and yourself, obviously, Mm -hmm. and as soon as, like, he blew her off for, like, the third time, I was just like, do these assassins, like, get their cock cut off or something? Like, is that part of their training? And then it made me think of that Father Ted episode with that Owen McLove, and he's like, I have no willy. Remember the- <laughs> I don't remember this. How do you not remember that? I, I need to watch Farted again, but I didn't watch it as much as you, obviously. Clearly need to watch it again. I, I had that stuck in my head the entire time because he just seems completely uninterested. Before we do our own rating, um, what do our listeners think, Craig? Let's head over to the poll. Yes, we've got a poll and we've got a few items of feedback. So... In terms of Scotch Pies for Hitman, the highest was 37% for 4 out of 5, then 26% for 3 out of 5, 21% for 5 out of 5, 16% for 2 out of 5, and there was no votes for 1. Which is quite good. And in terms of feedback, we have Kerry who wrote in and said, surely there should have been much more stealth involved. This was Mm. more like a Jason Statham film, which is a fair point. That was my criticism, I think, each time I'd watched it. There was a bit too much action in it, but at the same point, like we said, I feel like... You need to make it markable. Yeah. And I feel like if it had been much more stealthy, it wouldn't have done as well. Yeah. Like, I would have preferred it to be more stealthy, but the general public would not have, I don't think. So I think it was the right call. I mean, sometimes in the game, you, you poison people, so you walk up to something, poison it, fuck off, and then the guy dies out of, out of camera. Mm-hmm. That's not very entertaining to yeah. watch in a film, is it? This yeah. guy putting poison in a veil and then walking away? Yeah. It's well, not really. <laughs> on that note, actually, the other piece of feedback we got was from Ali, and he wrote in and said, there wasn't enough costume changes for my liking. Also, in the games, I yeah. tried to kill with the most obscure weapons possible. We needed more of that. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, like, I mean... You what know, he means like, disguises. Aye. Like, in, Hit, in Hitman, you can kill folk with, like, rubber ducks and stuff like that. Like, there's the amount of <laughs> weapons in the game are mental, and there was a rubber lack of that in the film. Like most of the the killing was done with a gun. Like there was there was or no the swords, real, the sword fight. Yeah, there was no real obscure. Like seeing John Wick when he kills the guy with a pen. Like mm. you would expect something like that. Mm. Like the yeah, amount of perhaps. odd things that you can kill people with. Yeah, it'd be interesting, I suppose, when we come to watch the next Hitman film to see if they did introduce more of that. I can't remember. I know I have seen it, but yeah, I'm the same. I don't remember to that detail. Mm. And I think the other guy is better cast. Well, I think he's better at 47. I, I, when we spoke about which film it was, like yeah. the guy in the second one was who I visualised more than, yeah. than this the guy. Yeah, the guy from Homeland. Mm-hmm. That's it, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's where I know him from as well. Yeah. 
Okay. Moment of truth. What are we going for? Because it's Hitman. Five pies. Five pies. Is that the first type five five pie? Oh, I can't even see it. <laughs> the first five pie. Yeah. I think it? it. I think it is. Well. You got it on your website. Aye, but I would take a lot of looking up. <laughs> um, I'll look up in a second after that. Yeah, no, I'm going for five. I'm going for five. Mm, don't I don't let people dissuade you. Remember, stay true to your convictions. I'm going for five, but part part of that is because I, I love Hitman. Like people know that I love Hitman. But what was? But did you like the film? No, that's the thing. I did. So, right, okay. enough to give it five scotch pies. Yes. Okay. I'm still annoyed I never gave Mario five Scotch pies, so that's my thing. <laughs> like I'm, I sit here, my only hesitation in giving it five was I'm giving it two more than Mario. You know, you're the administrator of the website. You can go <laughs> in and change it if you like. No, you can't. No? That would be pandemonium. <laughs> pandemonium. <laughs> I'm going to go for four. I thoroughly enjoyed it. There is, unfortunately, a sleep emoji also attached, but I have seen it before. I fell asleep maybe 15 minutes before the end. I'm going to go for four as well. Thoroughly I just enjoyed checked it. That, that my five pie is the, is the first ever five. Is it? Uh, the highest we've went before, that's four. <sighs> yeah, so I'm, f- I'm four again. And I think a five and two fours will make this the highest of all so far. Mm. Outside of that, we did Need for Speed. We all gave four. Right. So this would be the uh, just be one. So this would be one ahead because of me. Right. Okay. Let's see if next week's hit movie, Dead or Alive, will also make the five star ranking. <laughs> what do you think, folks? Oh, let's be honest. Can <laughs> <laughs> I put a poll up for that? Uh, when it's you, only when... eighty-seven minutes of your life to give up. So uh, too many. When Wait. when Holly Valance is in it, you yeah. know that she's the fucking uh, main person on the poster. I bet she yeah, is. Good. Ploy, obviously. It's not With exactly. G-string. It's not screaming seal of quality, but <laughs> sometimes really those are the best ones. So mm. we'll see. Yeah, make sure you join us next week to find out what we thought, and if you would like, watch it too. Why not? Next up, what we have been playing. Craig, I'm going to go to you first. Not very much this week, actually. I'd When I started to make the notes for the podcast, I'd put down quite a few games because I'd planned to get to them and then slowly had to just erase them off because time, unfortunately, is a thing. But um, for the most part, I've been playing Sleeping Dogs, which is a game that I've played through, honestly, probably about a dozen times. It must be like I lo- it's one of the games that I've played through most ever. Like really? I just I love it. I love the world. I love the combat. I love I love everything about it. I love the fact that you can mm. like you're doing both like gangster missions and working for the police. Like everything. I just love the upgrade system. Everything. The world. Like I, I have said before in this podcast that worlds are getting too big, and mm-hmm. with Sleeping Dogs when you start playing it after a few hours, you could navigate around that city yourself. It's manageable. And I love that about it. 
and mm-hmm. I'd been waiting because it had been upgraded to 60 FPS on Xbox. So I've been waiting for the Xbox to do a sale because it's regularly available on the sale for like £2. So they did do the sale. I picked it up, £2.36 or something like that, and thought I'd give it a bash. And the 60 FPS makes a massive difference. Mm. Uh, it's, it, it just makes everything, it makes all the combat, everything so much smoother and it's so much fun. One thing that's so jarring, though, is obviously they can upgrade the gameplay to 60 FPS, but they can't change the cutscenes. Ah, so, so it's quite stilted when you yeah, watch that. Yeah, so and never, you'd never notice this before normally, but you're playing the game, and then when it goes to a cutscene, it feels like it's chugging because it's going at, like, half the frames, and it's so weird. Chugging. But the thing is, I've played the game so <laughs> many times that I'm just skipping the cutscenes because I just want to play the game. Mm. Like, I, I know the story inside out. But I'd been talking to one of our listeners on Twitter, and he'd remarked about how good the DLC is, and... For the amount of times I've played this game, I have never played the DLC. Mm. Never. And it's the um, Definitive Edition that was on sale, so I've got the DLC packed in. So I'm I going bought to, it as well. Uh, so I'm going to play it this time. I'm going to play through it all. But so far, maybe five hours in, loving it as always. And the only other thing I've played apart from shitty Platinums and some pairs is a little bit of Assassin's Creed 2. And again, that was bought through the Xbox sale because they upgraded the Ezio collection to 60 FPS. And it's I'm, Ezio! I'm not that far in, but it feels smoother. So I'm, it, Assassin's Creed 2 is one of my favourite Assassin's Creed games, so I'm looking forward to playing through it again. Brotherhood for me, or Black Flag. Well, Brotherhood Brotherhood's also in that collection. See the Ezio collection? You get... Two mm-hmm. Brotherhood and Revelations, I think it is. So I'm gonna make my way through them. But I was showing showing it to you, Andy, before we recorded, and mm-hmm. like the graphics actually hold up not too badly. Yeah. But they all have like fish eyes. Like their the eyes, eyes are, are way weird. too big for their head. Yeah. So the graphics are actually quite good for being a 2008 game, but the eye, it just their eyes are too big for their head, and it's quite weird looking. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's, jarring. That's, that's pretty much me today. I'll be hopefully playing a lot more this week with less football to watch and stuff. What about you, Andy? You still plugging away at Doom? Aye, I've been shattered when I got home, though, so not done a lot. See, Doom, though, it, it takes a while to get through. Mm-hmm. Like, I find you have to kind of plug away at it and see, unless you've got time to put like a bunch of hours in at once. Like, to me, like, I've never been great at Doom, but when I play it, I find you pick up a rhythm as you get more and more into uh, it and you, see if you play it in small bursts like it's quite hard to get that rhythm you can't play it when you're tired either because it's so twitch yeah, like I, you it's like you've got to be really fast like your reflexes to kill yeah. all the enemies on screen at one time if you're tired and just kind of sluggish you have no chance ah you need so, to be, definitely need to be on point for yeah. it yeah be you Jess I've still been hooked on Lonely Mountains downhill um, yeah, you've been playing a lot yeah, of that. Yeah, <laughs> it does look cool. I've been coming home from work, and it's like, uh, yeah, you put the kids to bed because I'm playing this, and I'm not getting up. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just yeah, the, the, some of the challenges because it is becoming exceptionally difficult. Like I'm just I'm determined to get get them. Um, I'm not sure how I'm doing in your gamer score, whatever it's called, achievements. 
achievements. Yeah, you're doing quite well, actually. I mean, a lot of the ones you're getting is for crashing X amount of times, mm. but I came through and I just watched <laughs> you for like five minutes. I was like, you've got really good at this. Like, she's very good at it. I enjoy finding a wee shortcut as well. That's yeah, <laughs> you're pretty good at sneaking them out, to be fair, as well. You've, you've unearthed a few little sneaky mountain jumps and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. I was impressed. I think I think you could pull it off. I think you could one thousand G it. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Just wait till you see my golf skills as well. Mm. I have also been playing the new Mario Golf Super Rush. Um, I, to be fair, I need some more practice. I'm not. It's. I'm not getting on very well so far. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that takes a bit of use to But there's some cool features. Um, and I've just been playing it handheld with the Joy-Cons attached, but obviously you can take them off and use that as your putters. Clubs. Clubs. Yep. Them. Putter um, is one of the clubs. Aye. I wouldn't uh-huh. want to use that from the tee, though. No. Putter's the one you, you need use. You use a driver to... from the tee. Right, okay. Right. Use a driver to drive yeah. the ball. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maximum yardage. <laughs> Maximum yardage. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a gameplay mode where you can. It's like called speed golf, um, where basically you are trying to actually race to the hole. Right. Um, and like, I mean, I played as Mario, so you you know hit your shot. Is that what yeah. we call it? Yep. Yeah. And then you run to get your ball, and then to be. I saw a little bit of this in the previews, yeah. and it sounds really yeah, cool. Yeah, so we'll definitely... I think it'll be really good multiplayer, and um, we'll definitely try and hook that up. Because um, there's probably little shortcuts on the course, so mm. you may be able to find like and you've shortcuts got, like, to get to the ball got, first like, and stuff. supercharge and stuff like that, so you can right. run faster and things. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely plough some more time into it over the next week, um, and we'll be reviewing it for the website as well. Cool. Sounds good. Shitty platinum time. Shitty, 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 shitty platinum. Shitty platinum. Shitty platinum. Shit, everybody now. Shitty, 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 shitty platinum. You really, really don't want me to sing. <laughs> I was almost about to join in there, and I thought, no, 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 we've got neighbours. We've got neighbours. This week's shitty platinum is Brave Match by developer and, as it turns out, publisher, Playsteig Interactive. Playsteig? I noticed that they were the developers and I just assumed that it was Retallica Games that published it and then I was like, <laughs> I better just double oh, check. And they didn't. Unbelievable, Jerry. Playsteiger? Where so, are they from? What? Where are they from? I would imagine Germany. Germany? I thought they kind of like sounded Dutch. It's a place uh, Maybe. Big I'll games, read, I'll, big I'll, games. Read, I'll read out what Somebody check that. I'll read out what happens. I'll check it. So this is a turn-based puzzle game where you have to connect as many swords, shields, etc. together in any given turn. So when it is your short, there's like a sort of board down below and you have to try and match up as many of your chosen thing in a row. So if you're matching up swords, then that'll the more you can match up, they'll get a higher attack. Same with your defence, and there's also magic and coins. But being a shitty platinum, there's obviously ways you can just absolutely shithouse your way through it and get the platinum in no time. So what you want to be doing is, when you start up the first level, just start grinding for coins. 
And once you get to 120 coins, you can quit out, buy the best sword and the best armor. And then when you go back in, you can pretty much one hit kill all the enemies. And you have 20 levels you have to get through. But when you're one hit killing enemies, does not take long. So you're talking about maybe 10 minutes to get the 120 coins and then another 10 minutes to blast through 20 levels and you've got yourself a plan. And it's very easy. I think me and Andy just zoned out during that. We were so engaged that, you know... Well, everybody else zoned in. <laughs> they were like, platinum confirmed. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. Any update on uh, our play stage? I kind of see the, the main guy is operated and owned by a guy called Baris... Tarim Tarimglu sounds like a Turkish name. So I don't know. To be honest. Have you got an email for him so I can thank him for the platinum? Uh, uh, you can go to contact us and leave a wee form so you can thank him that way. I might just do that actually. Thank you, Mr. Priestiger. <laughs> okay, shall we move on? We shall. Okay. Time for some news. Um, as always, we pick some notable news items from the past week and run through them. So, in highly exciting news, Craig, this one's for you. It looks like we may be getting a shorter Ghost of Tsushima game this fall to bridge the gap between last summer's mega hit and an inevitable sequel. The rumour is that this game, reportedly called Ghost of Ikushima? Ikushima. Ikushima will be formally announced at PlayStation's next event, which has yet to be dated, but expected soon. Adding fuel to the fire on Monday, it was spotted that over the weekend a domain was registered of for ghost of that word, dot com. <laughs> ghost of that word dot com. What's it called? Ik, ik, I can't say it. It's too I hard. I presume it's Ikushima. Ikushima. You realise that you're really upsetting some K- of our Japanese listeners. Kishima. I thought it would be Kishima. Because mind a lot of these types... Like the T and the the mm. original silent, so it's probably it the same be. idea. I mean, let's be honest. Kashima. I'm I'm saying right now it's Kashima. Okay, we'll go with that. Right, we'll go with that. They could call it whatever they want. <laughs> I am, and they will all here for this. <laughs> I cannot wait. I was so excited when I saw this. So, what do you think? It'll be like a kind of short. Like ten hour little add on, yeah, five to ten hour. Mm-hmm. I would think like they've got previous for this. I I was trying to think back, and I think I think they might have been the first PlayStation Studio to do this type of thing with Infamous Festival of Blood, which was back in the PlayStation Three. They brought mm-hmm. out a standalone DLC mm-hmm. for Infamous Two. Mm. So, and then obviously they did the same with Infamous First Light, which came out after Infamous PlayStation 4 game. Infamous Second Second Son. Son. And then they brought out First Light. So they've done this with the last two games. Wait a minute. Not last two games. They did have a few games in between, but they've done it twice with PlayStation properties. Mm -hmm. And I fully expect this is real. Mm -hmm. I I would almost guarantee it's real. And I cannot wait. I was hoping today that we would have heard an announcement about a PlayStation state of play for this Thursday, but it seems like maybe it might be next week now. Mm. 
I think they would have announced it today if it was coming, but yeah, very, very, very exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm all in. Okay, well, we shall wait wait for that announcement. There was, there was also talk that a, I can't remember what they called it, a collector's edition or definitive edition of Ghost of Tsushima. So I think they're talking about a PlayStation 5 version coming out as well, mm-hmm. which might have a different trophy list. Mm-hmm. So I can pop on for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes! We had a listener question um, relating to this item as well, didn't we, Craig? Yep, we had a letter in from Joe. A letter? We're not getting letters, let's be honest, there's an email. (laughs) (laughs) Got an email in from John. He said, spent the last few weeks catching up on all the episodes of the podcast and loving it so far. So thanks very much for that, John. I moved over to the States in 2016 and I miss my homeland, so hearing your accents gives me good vibes in the truck. If Ghost of... Kushima is real. Do you want to play as Jin or a different character? Ooh. So that's something like in the last, in that infamous first light, you played as his sort of female companion. I can't remember her name, but it wasn't Delson that you played as. So I think there's a good chance that it wouldn't be Jin. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked all the sort of, like, all the sort of accompanying cast in Ghost of Tsushima so I'd be quite happy with any of them to be honest like it was the gameplay and the amazing visuals that drew me in so as long as that's still intact then I don't mind who it is I wouldn't have said Jin was a particularly amazing character so I don't have that much of an attachment to him specifically Okay, next up, there's lots of controversy surrounding Konami's next football game. Last Thursday, the bizarrely named New Football Game Online Performance Test dropped on PlayStation 4 and 5, Xbox One and Xbox Series X slash S. This is essentially an online server test, offering only one versus one online play and no offline options. It's widely been reported that this is a demo for PES 22, which is apparently dropping the PES name and likely to be called simply eFootball 2022. Konami has yet to make a statement on the situation and just ghost drop this performance test. That's very weird. The whole... It's so Konami, though. What the fuck? Like... I... I maybe go out on a limb here. I spoke to a guy who knows people at Konami and was told that this demo has nothing to do with PES 2022. Right, so what is it then? Now, I, that could be wrong. I have no reason to believe it is wrong, but... But it could have been the corrections next week. <laughs> well, to me, like it makes sense to me. The gameplay seems more like PES Mobile than it does the next-gen version of PES. Okay. And apparently PES are moving from we don't play a lot of online play me and you Andy so this is kind of foreign to us but Pez uses peer-to-peer matchmaking which is so whoever's hosting the game it's on their server so and that's not at like so whoever hosts the game it's on their internet connection basically okay. how well the game runs whereas a lot of games have dedicated servers which is much more stable so apparently Konami are moving to to uh, dedicated servers, and this is a test for that. So, mm. a lot of people. Some, I mean, IGN, Eurogamer, everyone has reported this as a PES twenty twenty two demo, 
but I have been told by one removed from the horse's mouth <laughs> that it's not. And to be fair, as bad as Konami PR is, and it's fucking bad, how bad would it be to drop a demo of your next-gen football game without a press release, without mentioning that it was out, mm. or without calling it by the fucking name that it's coming out as? Yeah. So... I don't know. If, so what, what is it then? It's just a demo of a... It's, just, it's a server test. I mean, it even says in the name it's a yeah. server test. And I think that's all it is. The gameplay, I would guess, there's a Konami event on the 21st of July, which is not coincidentally the day before uh, the EA event where they're going to announce FIFA. Okay. And I would imagine maybe then they'll announce a PES demo because... Usually you get a demo about a month before the game comes out and Pez recently has been coming out at the end of August slash beginning of September. So we'll find out in about a month, but I I have no reason to believe that this guy's not telling the truth and I don't think that this is going to be in any way representative of Pez 2022. Okay. Okay. So you can't say we didn't warn you after another week of full speculation, Blue Box Game Studios has delayed the mysterious abandoned trailer app all the way back to August, citing last minute bugs and localization issues. The PlayStation 5 application was originally slated to hit the PlayStation Store at some point on Friday following the first delay earlier in the week. Quote, the app isn't quite there yet, Hassan claims. This is the weirdest fucking thing ever, by the way. This this guy with his fucking app. It's getting dragged out, this thing, isn't it? The fact that they waited to the day it was supposed to come out and then he appears in a video looking like he wants to chuck himself in front of a bus, by the way. He looked distraught. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, it's not really where where we thought it would be. Uh, we're going to delay it to August. Sorry, I know you won't be happy. And then he just went away and you're like... <laughs> There's, there's something happy. to this. I don't think it is Silent Hill, but there's something up. Like, do you hear the whole thing about... Like, people are saying this guy might be an actor and he's not a real guy and it's just a front for Kojima. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> like, no, I, no. I, I don't no. believe that's the case, but honestly, there's, a, there's too much coincidence, coincidental no. stuff. Like, see, has, like, no one's ever seen this guy before. Jeff Keighley, who's best pals with Kojima, was like, oh, before anyone had seen this Hassan guy, was like, oh, Hassan, yeah, I know who he is, and then had a big smirk. Hassan translates in Japanese to Hideo. Like, if it's... There's a lot of stuff. Like, I do think that it's not Silent Hill, but they've obviously... See, if it's not Silent Hill, what's happened is they've been very happy for people to think that it is Silent Hill, and then it's got to the point where it's went too far, Mm. and now they've had to be like... Oh fuck! Mm. People are going to be really pissed off now when this isn't Silent Hill. Mm. We need to draw this back. Now a we bit. need to make Silent uh, Hill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's one or the other. It either is Silent Hill or they've made a t- really bad error because this game, if it isn't Silent Hill, is dead on arrival because people are going to be raging, mm. raging. What are the poll stats on this one? Yep. So we asked. Is the abandoned trailer app delay all part of the plan or are they flapping? 58% said not sure. So everyone's a lot of people are on the fence. 22% said they're flapping mm-hmm. and 20% said it's all part of the plan. Mm-hmm. 
Well, we shall see. Last week we discussed the guy who spent 1,400 hours approximately recreating all 18 GoldenEye levels in Far Cry 5. Fuck, is that how many levels? Jeez, oh. <laughs> well, MGM have not taken kindly to this and sent a mm. cease and desist letter oh, to Ubisoft, God. which was then forwarded on to the creator. The letter reads in part, quote, it has been brought to my attention that your company currently hosts a remake of the 18 levels of the GoldenEye 007 video game crafted by Crawleywood in the Far Cry 5 arcade mode. Exploiting our Bond properties, whether by you directly or by a third-party user, is an unequivocally not admissible or protective. That's shocking. That's him that told. Poor guy. MGM. Why? Officially cunts of the week. <laughs> why, why do they feel the need to do that, though? I don't know. It's a massive dickhead move. See, see if... Um, like I can kind of see the point where they're coming from because they want to be able to control their brand. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. Yeah. But I would I would look at it from the perspective of right, what's the situation? Right, that's quite cool actually. There's a community out there who people who love Bond, and they're probably going to play this. So that's good for Bond, which is mm-hmm. coming out later this year. Mm-hmm. So you're getting word the mouth out there about Bond again. So I would have thought it'd been a good thing. Yeah. It would, but, it would be one thing if GoldenEye was available on PlayStation 5, but it's aye. not. Look, it's an actual an competing N- game. Aye. It's a fucking N64 game. You know what I mean? That you cannot readily buy or play in this day and age. Mm. Yeah. The guy spent 1,400 hours and he had it on the store for what? He's not even making money off it. I say store. It's just a place where you can download levels. Mm-hmm. He's made no profit off it. He's just done it for like, the community. If he was making money off it, you'd almost be like, right, maybe he shouldn't be allowed to profit off other people's mm-hmm. creative vision. Mm-hmm. He's not making a penny off it. He spent 1,400 hours of his own time making this. I played it. It was fucking brilliant. And then mm-hmm. this happens. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. So has I, it been taken down uh-huh. now? Ubisoft right. have had to take it down. Oh, dear. Like, and don't get me wrong, they're not going to do this, but what a fucking opportunity for Ubisoft to be the ultimate good guys and to just write a, letter, a public letter back to uh, MGM going, fuck off. <laughs> Creative freedom, get it up, you. Yeah. And then taking the hit, obviously, on the massive bill that they got for yeah. saying that, but holy shit, man, how bad is that? I can't believe they've done that. Yeah. And do you know how I found out about it? When I logged on to try and play another level, <laughs> and I was oh. like, what's the game here? What's going on? And then I looked up the news story, and I was like, you motherfucker. I want to play Facility. <laughs> motherfucker. I want to play Facility again. <laughs> See if that... Imagine being that guy, but... Like, he must have spent... Mortified. Most of his spare time for about two years making that. Mm. And see, the thing is, he probably can't even play it himself because I think he uploaded it to the servers. <laughs> I don't even think he's got a localised version of no, it. Not just spare time. Like, spare time and then all the Holidays. other time. <laughs> Holidays. <laughs> like, eating time, sleeping if I, time. If I, was days for work. if I was Ubisoft, I'd maybe offer him a job. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. He's got skilled. the skills. Yeah, well, see, the thing skilled. is, like, we all talk about, like, I always think back to Stephanie McMahon out the wrestling saying philanthropy is the new uh, best form of marketing or something like that. Like, she's some <sighs> shitty comment. But while she's a horrible human, it's almost <laughs> sort of true. Like, there's an opportunity here for, like, like how good would the PR be for Ubisoft if they hired him as a yeah. game designer? Yeah. And it'd be like, yeah, mm-hmm. he 
that was devastating for that boy, mm. but he's got a career out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, and that would mean nothing to Ubisoft, but it would be really good PR. Like, I think something like that, you're right, something like that should happen. Yeah. Okay, so as I mentioned earlier, finally, after 25 years of waiting, the Space Jam sequel is almost upon us. Yes! <laughs> to coincide with the release, a 2D pixel art brawler entitled Space Jam, a new legacy game is coming first to Xbox. Users with the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate will be able to check out the title on July 1st as a perk before the game launches Free to play for all Xbox users on July 15th. Mm-hmm. Marketing mentioned first on Xbox, leading us to believe that the title will eventually show up on PlayStation and Switch down the line. Aye, probably by the time nobody gives a shit anymore because well, the film's already by. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it feels like striking when the iron's hot with this one's maybe a, an option. Was it Michael Jordan in the original? In the original one, as I, and then and in this one, I think Kobe Bryant. No, no, Kobe Bryant. You know the guy. He was the one that died. Was it LeBron James? That's it's LeBron, LeBron James. James. I knew Kobe was the one that died. I, uh, I. So it's basically like a, it's a, it is a sequel. So I think I was looking at it because I was like, surely Michael Jordan's going to make a cameo. cameo. Like he's not listed on IMDb, but he'll be there. Oh. He'll be there with his wee cameo because it is a sequel. So it's not like they're like doing a. New story. Aye, it's, it's not like a yeah. remake or anything like mm-hmm. that. It is the sequel the world has been waiting for. Mm-hmm. But the game doesn't look amazing, but, I mean, it's like a pixel art 2D side-scroller that's free to play. So okay. I can't imagine it's going to tear up any trees, but, I mean, there's always a chance that it pulls in some extra people for the film. Okay. Developer DICE has confirmed that upcoming multiplayer-only first-person shooter Battlefield 2042 will feature... AI bots to pad out games if required. This isn't surprising news, but it's nice to know that you shouldn't be waiting around long to find a game, even during non-peak times. Battlefield will host 128 player matches on PlayStation 5 and 64 player matches on PlayStation 4. It's quite cool. Like, I mean, I, we don't play online very often, but I can remember many a time sitting Ever? waiting for enough players to join mm. and it's frustrating as hell so if they're going to populate like if they're going to have like a minute countdown timer and then they populate the rest of it with AI bots that are semi-competent mm-hmm. fine I don't care if I'm shooting actual people or yeah. or AI bots like I, I personally would like the idea of playing with just AI bots mm. I don't know if that's possible it says it can have up to 64 so maybe if you're playing a 64 person match not mm. sure, mm, you might be able to. but it would it would it would appeal more to me if I could play it with just AI bots. Mm. To be honest, because real people are mean and too good. I at imagine it. that they'll do it in such a way that you're sort of none the wiser they as will. to whether they are AI or a real person. Yeah, I mean the same as like this happens in Fortnite now. Like I noticed, like we went on a couple of months ago, and all of a sudden I was actually getting quite a few kills in Fortnite, and I was like, what's What's going on here? Mm, yes. Five kills in a match? Yeah. And then at one point there was one guy that just, he couldn't, he couldn't have shot anything. <laughs> I was like, this is not a real human. <laughs> and I <laughs> massacred him. So it's, it's happening in a lot of games, but it's good. Like it, it needs to happen, I think. Like it's, you want, people these days aren't willing to wait until 64 people press ready. Okay, it appears that CD. 
CD Projekt Red are finally turning the corner with the technical performance of Cyberpunk 2077. As translated by IGN company CEO Adam Kaczynski said, quote, We have already reached a satisfactory level. We have also worked on the overall performance and are quite satisfied with that. The next-gen port of Cyberpunk 2077 is still supposedly on course for a 2021 release, but this could easily slip into 2022. I'm, confu- I'm confused with all this now. So what, what versions are out and what's still to come out? What's the, de- what's the deal? Right, so I, it is a bit of a farce. Cl- clusterfuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Cyberpunk came out in November. La- no, it was beginning of December, wasn't it? December last year and ran like shit for some people and some people were lucky like myself it ran particularly bad on xbox one and playstation 4 so playstation took the hump and pulled it from the store so you couldn't buy it digitally only physically it returned to the store i think about a week ago just over a week ago now since launch there's been multiple patches at the moment, there's still only the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One version that's out. That's it. But if you play it on Xbox Series X or PlayStation 5, it auto-boosts the performance and you get a much better experience. Um, I, I did find it funny, like, the quote, we are quite satisfied with that. Yeah. He's not willing to quite commit to being satisfied quite satisfied he's left himself a little bit of wiggle room there Mm. which is interesting i honestly think this is just a case of i think i think what they're saying is true i think they've got it to a respectable level on playstation 4 and xbox one but it's never going to run well it's too intricate and advanced a game to run well on those base systems like even since it came back on the playstation store it says in the description, advised to play on PlayStation 4 Pro or PlayStation 5. So they're still advising that you do not play it on a base PlayStation 4, even mm. though it's had all these patches and updates. So oh dear. I would say, like, obviously you haven't played it yet, Andy. If you've no. held off this long, hold off hold off till the next-gen version comes out because they're going to release right. a native PlayStation 5 slash Xbox series version and when that comes out that will be the version to play version. it'll be much right. better even playing the version just now on on a next gen console mm-hmm. uh, with all the talk of it in the news recently I've been so tempted to do another playthrough but I'm going to wait till the next gen version I think I think that's wise yeah I'm going to have to wait you don't but want to ruin your experience r- rarely a couple of days go by and I don't think about that <laughs> game like it was it's so good it's so good. It's a perfect mix of Deus Ex and Fallout in mm-hmm. a Grand Theft Auto style world mm-hmm. with proper good characters in an RPG. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Okay, I'm going to cut you off now, Craig. That's enough. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> the two big... It's really good. <laughs> The two big releases from last week, Mario Golf, Super Rush and Scarlet Nexus, debuted at 1st and 8th in the UK physical charts, retrospectively. Scarlet Nexus... Respectively. What did I say? Retrospectively. (laughs) Good one. (laughs) 
Scarlet Nexus sold 58% of units on PS5 and 21% on PS4. This means that almost four out of every five copies were sold on PlayStation platforms. This continues to give us a window into how many, how early sales are going for Sony and Microsoft. Yeah, it's quite a landslide, mm. to be fair. I don't think the landslide is as big as that. I think it's, you're probably talking like... 66 to 67 to 33 percent like i don't think it's quite four to one yeah uh the type of game it's it's like i'm not well versed on scarlet nexus but i'm sure it's more of a sort of playstation fan base style japanese game mm. so i think that's part of the reason why yeah, it would sell exactly. better on play i think it would sell better on playstation even if all things were equal mm. but it does give us a window in because microsoft don't release hard stats under sales now mm. whereas playstation do okay and speaking of playstation it was announced via the playstation blog that sony has acquired developer housemark with the studio's co-founder saying quote we are so excited to finally join the PlayStation Studios family. This gives our studio a clear future and a stable opportunity to continue delivering on gameplay-centric approaches while still experimenting with new methods of narrative delivery and pushing the boundaries of this modern art form. Locally here in Helsinki, this also means that we will officially expand the PlayStation family to a growing industry hub and secure the legacy of the oldest game studio in Finland. Incredibly, it seems like Sony may not be done splashing the cash, as instead of posting about the acquisition of Housemark, the PlayStation Japan Twitter instead tweeted out welcoming everyone's favourite port studio, Bluepoint, to the Sony family. Well, this tweet was quickly deleted, it does seem like this could be an imminent announcement. Yeah. It's a strange one, just to come out on a random Tuesday. Housemark have always been quite... PlayStation focused, so it does make sense that they would they would eventually buy them, but fucking PlayStation Japan tweeting out it wasn't even as if they tweeted out like a tweet and just were like oh we were mistaken and they wrote blue point instead of house mark it was a picture that said welcome and then the blue point logo like <laughs> someone made that in Photoshop so to me they've tweeted out the wrong one and then went oh fuck. <laughs> deleted Oops. it like that because if not that's a hell of a mistake to make like it was yeah. actually like a like i say like a jpeg picture and it said playstation family welcomes or something like that and then like everyone else every other playstation account had tweeted out housemark's logo and then they tweeted out blue points mm. and blue point has been rumored to be getting bought by sony for a long time so it seems like japan didn't get the memo or something was lost in translation but it's good. I mean, with all the all the different studios that Xbox have been buying up in recent times, like fans of PlayStation were wanting a response. And although these are two studios that mainly make PlayStation stuff anyway, it's good to have them sort of tied down. Like you played a little bit of Return of Land. It was, it's good. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they can make that studio even bigger and get a bigger game out, like that gameplay with, I don't know, an even better narrative story would be fucking awesome. I'd love that. And Bluepoint are the best port studio going. Like they did all the they ported like the Uncharted games and stuff like that and they're really good. Mm. So aye. 
Okay, and last up, Xbox Games with Gold for July has been announced. Planet Alpha, Rock of Ages 3, Make and Break, and in a blast from the past, you will also have access to Conquer, Live and Reloaded, and Midway Arcade Origins. That's a good game. Is it? Conquer, if I'm thinking of the same thing. Is that the platformer? One? Yeah. I remember, I remember yeah. that a bit. It was on N64. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a. It was was, was, rarely, was live, and, it. live and reloaded then? Sixty four game though. Or is oh, this like maybe a newer No, no, or? it was Conquer. Conquer's Bad Forty. That was the one that was in the. I, I think live and reloaded was probably like an Xbox three sixty yeah. game or something. I'm thinking the different. It's probably still one. pretty good to be fair. This, this I don't know. Was... It was rare that made the original, uh, so it was awesome. But I think it was a different studio that made the other ones. What the fuck is Planet Alpha and Rock of Ages three? <laughs> I, I think they need they need to bin this, this flipping games with gold. It's just not very good. Especially when they've got Game Pass and every month they add really good stuff to Game Pass. Why accompany that with something that makes everyone go, for fuck's sake, <laughs> like, I would just get rid of it. Just, just put it out to pasture. It's almost like it's like baked in. Like, because PlayStation have PlayStation Plus, they've got games with gold. Yeah. But Game Pass is what it's at. Just mm. abandon this thing. Run. Run very fast. Run. Okay, so our pick of the week this week, Craig, what have we got? There's fucking nothing coming out. Nothing. So I went with Doom Eternal because it's getting its PlayStation 5 and Xbox series upgrade. So it's adding ray tracing. I think on Xbox it's up to 120 FPS if you've got oh. some mad futuristic TV. Okay. Uh, so yeah, all bells and whistles and it's a free upgrade. So either if you pick it up now, you'll get the best version or I think, I believe, certainly on Xbox, uh, the upgrade's free. So much should it be for a 4K TV so you can play all this stuff? You get a 4K TV for £300. Really? Hmm. There's, there's different. We had a friend who, like, you kept going on about getting a four K TV, and she thought he was spending four grand on a TV. Oh, that's right. right. She didn't quite, <laughs> and then you had to explain no. Yeah, every time, I, every time I brought this up, she's like, "Why do you specifically want to spend four grand on a TV?" And I was like, "You're a fucking idiot." <laughs> Jesus. I can see where she's yeah. aye, got it. Aye, if you were on a date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I think she listens to this. I'm going to get a bollocking, but come on. Come on. Um, you fool. But I know they're cheap. They're cheap. But there, there is different things to look at. Like, you get varying degrees of 4K TVs. They're like, the, everything now is like a refresh rate and they've got game modes. There's ones that are better mm. for gaming than others. But, I mean, even if, you, if you're just looking for a 4K TV for gaming, like, easily under £400, you'll get a good one. Right. Like, the, the market has... Cool. Yeah, it's mad. Ah, it's mental. Ten years ago. Oh, God, I. Okay, so before we finish up, a few notes of feedback from some listeners. Harry has said, the CPR doll is the scariest looking thing I've ever seen in my life. I couldn't sleep in the same country as that monster. Now, if that means absolutely nothing to you, you need to go back and listen to last week's episode <laughs> where we discussed a mannequin situated in one of Craig's work establishments. 
I'm that going has to, been left. That is terrifying. <laughs> I'm going to go. I've not been up there for. If I, Andy, you're probably the last person I took up there. So that yeah. had been two years ago. So I'm going to go up. You need and to bring it. No. You need to see, take to be it. fair, it's probably worth some money. Take it before it goes. Somebody else just chucks it out. You need to. Because it's still there. Do, I'm sorry, but Andy, I do not want that. It's not house. coming in this house. There's no right, way. I'll, no. That you thing would come it, to I'll, life I'll night. take it. Right, I'll take it. And the then I'm going to fucking. I'm going to put it in bed next to Lisa. Oh my God. <laughs> Amazing, <laughs> but well, there was two of them. But no, we could because there was one. It. There was one inside a suitcase under the bed as well. Yeah. Right, give me both of them. Right, because what we're gonna do? What are you trying to do in the bedroom here? <laughs> well, Lisa, I'd like to introduce two mannequins into the into the situation. No, we're going to do uh, like what's that film again? Worst weekend, like, ever. weekend at Bernie's situation. <laughs> we're just walking about town with this fucking mannequin. <laughs> Well, see, the thing is, like, I, I can't remember now if it was there was something on it, like some sort of marking on it, but I'm mm. pretty sure it was, like, a CPR doll from, like, the 70s or something like that. Like, it had a oh. year on it. So Imagine it's, it's, the amount of mouths that's been on that. I love that that's where your, where your mind goes. How many mouths have been round that, the lips of that fake dummy? Yeah. Just... <sighs> Pumping it, pumping its chest. That's where COVID began. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what I was going to say was, I, I never actually looked it up, but I bet it's worth something. I doubt it. I think it would be. I doubt they it. They do not make CPR dolls like that anymore. They so why call it a not. CPR doll, Harry? Uh, <laughs> I suppose that's a CPR doll, isn't it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so although he is not pleased in sharing the name, Alan has said, which I'm interested to know the answer to here, how much would you need to be compensated to have Alan oh. the egg cracked over your head? Oh dear, this would not be nice. That, I don't know, that's a lot of money needed for price, that. What's your price, Craig? I'm guessing more money than this Alan character's got. <laughs> it's not happening, no way. See if I literally went, there's a hundred pound and the hundred pound was right there on the table, spread out, twenty pound notes. Would you not do that no. for a hundred pound? No. What was your bogey amount? Remember, that was like a thousand. Remember we were eating bogeys for uh, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I'd eat a bloody bogey before I'd eat Alan. Elitist. He's a member of the family. You don't need to eat him. I mean, if a bit trickles in your mouth, then bad luck. But Aye. you just need to crack him over your head. I can't even imagine how ill you would get if some of that went in your mouth. Uh, it's disgusting to think about. I would do it for a hundred pound. hundred pound over my head. Seriously. So if anybody out there wants to start a <laughs> Kickstarter <laughs> to get well, us going, then by all means. We'll batter it over Andy's head. Yeah, no, I don't know. A lot of money it would take. Maybe a thousand pound. Oh, fuck. It's really minging, Andy. You don't I'll, know that, though. It's not been cracked know. yet. You don't know. The it. noise it makes when you shake it. Mm. I, need to hear I think it's going to hatch at some point. No. I'll introduce you off here, Andy. <laughs> Okay, on that note then, folks, that's us for this week. As I mentioned earlier, please make sure you are subscribed so you do not miss an episode and we will catch you again next Thursday at the usual time of three o'clock. Peace. Catch you later, guys.